Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. In the Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I don't know the schedule, but this is the deal. One week from tonight, the Vegas Golden Knights could be mm-hmm. opening up the Stanley Cup playoffs at T-Mobile Arena. Mm-hmm. April 17th, opening night of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, they could be on night one, they could be on night two. But the possibility exists. A week from tonight, mm-hmm. the playoffs open for the Vegas Golden Knights. Back in at fifth time in six years. VGK Insider Show, Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace. Chris Chapman is here. So we got a lot to get to in our number two. Uh, but you had your say with the open phone segment. Uh, does the division title mean something? Wishy-washy there, yeah. the response. Yeah. Wasn't as emphatic as I expected. But as far as who people want Vegas to play, mm-hmm. Winnipeg and Seattle mm-hmm. were the two teams that jumped out from the rest. There is a half vote for Calgary. There is a, a nod to the L.A. Kings because of the rivalry. But really sounds like Winnipeg and Seattle, mm-hmm. Calgary, mm-hmm. right in there. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are probably a little wary of the Calgary Flames because of some of the things we talked about. You, they could get in and they could be amazing, or they could get in and it's just a continuation of what their season's been, inconsistent at best and fragile uh, fragile in the moment. So with all that to say, I, I've i said it a couple of times, I'm going to keep coming back to it. If, if you're asking me what I want to see, because I think it's going to be fun and I think there's going to be storylines and I think it's good for the National Hockey League, I want Vegas, Seattle. I just think it'd be awesome. I really do. Two games to go in the regular season for the Vegas Golden Knights. One week mm-hmm. left in the regular season, but two games to go for the Vegas Golden Knights. They are in first place in the Pacific Division. Yep. They are a couple points up on the Edmonton Oilers. And the magic number is three. Mm-hmm. That is any combination of Vegas points and points lost. Three. That's the magic number. Points lost by the Edmonton Oilers. That will give you the Pacific Division title. Yeah. And if Vegas wins one more game, that's mm-hmm. 50 wins in the easy year, mm-hmm. 109 points. Yep. That will put them in range of the Western Conference title. Now, that is not as cut and dry as it was two weeks ago. Because it was just thought that it was all Pacific Division, and if you won the Pacific Division, you won the Western Conference. That's changed Mm -hmm. by way of of Colorado. Colorado can still get to 110 points. They can. If they win out, they get to 110 points, Mm -hmm. which means Vegas would have to win out to win uh, win the Western Conference as well. Yeah, so for the Golden Knights to not have to rely on anything from anybody. Right to, to not have to rely on anyone else to help them in their quest for not only the Pacific Division title, but also the Western Conference title. Vegas has to beat Seattle twice. That's what mm-hmm. it comes down to. You win those two games, no one can catch you. You are the Pacific Division champions. You are the Western Conference champions. 
That is mathematically correct. Yes. Now, here's the other part. Vegas can finish as low as second in the Pacific Division. Mm -hmm. They could finish as high as first in the Western Conference. Yes. There's some range there. The Edmonton Oilers can finish as high as first in the Western Conference Mm -hmm. or as low as second in the Pacific Division. Mm -hmm. The Los Angeles Kings thought to be in contention for first in the Pacific Division Mm -hmm. and the Western Conference. Well, a home ice position in the the first round is, is lost now. Yeah. But... They're not just sitting there twiddling their thumbs. They're trying to hold on to a top three spot and avoid a wild card position because Seattle, if Seattle wins the last two, mm-hmm. they can jump over LA. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Seattle Kraken can can certainly do some damage if they win tonight against the Arizona Coyotes and then the Los Angeles Kings drop their game tonight, then it is going to be uncomfortable yeah. for LA in their final game of the year. So the possibilities for Vegas, <laughs> you could play L.A., mm-hmm. you could host Seattle, mm-hmm. you could host Winnipeg, you could host Calgary, and you could host Nashville. Yeah. That's all with two games to go or one week in the National Hockey League regular season. It's sensational. Yeah, I, I, it's it's pretty wild. And it's kind of fun, to be honest with you. Like, and, you know... There are certain aspects of it that I think you'd like to know as soon as possible. But the fact that there are this many different combinations and, and really, to, to my understanding, just one one playoff series at the moment that's pretty well locked in, that's Toronto-Tampa. We all know what's happening there. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, there's still some questions to be had and some answers to be had as to whether or not or as to what the other seven series are going to look like. Yeah, nobody in the Central knows who's playing no, who. No, absolutely not. I mean, Minnesota could still finish tops in the in, in the Central Division. Like, it's wide open there still. Colorado looks like they're not going to lose again, though. And Winnipeg's just hanging on to the wild card <laughs> because they've stumbled. It's brought Calgary and Nashville back mm-hmm. into the mix. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of fun. And I don't know how much it really makes a difference to the athletes or the coach. I talked to Bruce Cassidy, asked him the question today uh, during his press conference, which you'll hear in just a little bit, uh, about the different scenarios uh, that are at play right now. There's building blocks that teams will put in when they shift from the regular season to a series. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how much Toronto or Tampa are putting those elements into their playbook right now. Mm-hmm. And they've known that they were going to match up against each other since before Christmas. Yeah. So does it make a big difference? I I don't know that it I don't know that it does. I think that the biggest difference would be if you're starting on the road, right? Like not necessarily knowing where you're going to and what that's going to look like. I think for the Golden Knights, it it probably matters a little bit less that they don't yet know who their opponent is because you have the benefit of starting at home. You know you've got home ice advantage. You know you've got that locked up, whether it's for one round or three rounds or two rounds, whatever it may be. The Golden Knights don't have to go anywhere to start things off. They get to stay here in Vegas and you know what? You give Bruce Cassidy a couple of days to game plan. I, I trust that it's all going to work out well. They finish off 
Thursday yeah. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. They'll be home after the game. Yeah. Then they get Friday. I would guess. I'm just projecting thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Friday would be an off day. Yeah. Then you're back to work Saturday, Sunday. And you've got meetings, and you've got video, and you've got details specific to the opposition mm-hmm. that you will face. Yeah. And the hockey is as dialed in as anybody else. Basketball would be right there, where you can game plan mm-hmm. for an opposition, uh, for a series. Sure. Football is one-offs. Uh, and, and baseball is pit- different starting pitchers. Hockey is right there where you can... It can be so different from game 43 of a season to game one to seven mm-hmm. and, and how you approach that. So that's what Saturday and Sunday will be. And then do they get the extra day or do they go, uh, go on, uh, on Monday? Uh, part of me wants to go right away I, on, on that Monday. I'm right there with you. Just just get it started because then you're you're waiting around another day. You you want that intensity. You want that atmosphere. I think if if the players and the coaches had it their way, they'd probably be in line with you. I, I want to go Monday, hundred percent. And Vegas right now is wondering who's going to be in the lineup. Yeah, a week from tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. Because right now mm-hmm. there's question marks. Yeah, from top to bottom mm-hmm. with this lineup. Some don't sound as serious as. Others, mm-hmm. some are coming back, and some are right in the middle yeah. of all of it. From goaltending to the blue line, three of your starting six did not practice today. Yeah, But there's some encouraging news along that injury front. Sure. And up front, Jack yeah. Eichel, not expected to play tomorrow, dealing with lower body injury day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So there's some an element of mystery with the roster, yet there was four goalies on the ice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty standard in terms of this season for the Golden Knights. Like it's not standard operating procedures for most teams, but it's been that kind of year again for Vegas. Where the they've strangeness been, they've been dealing with injuries pretty much from the middle of the season on. Right, it has been seemingly. One after another, and well, no, I I thought there was a really good stretch. I know they were missing Mark Stone okay. uh, from from the All Star game, but that uh, that that stretch has been really healthy until recently on, sure. on the back end. Sure. So it's it's been somewhere between January and today, mm-hmm. where the Golden Knights have had to deal with quite a bit in terms of injuries. You know. Will Carrier out of the lineup. Shea Theodore was out of the lineup for a while. Zach Whitecloud was out of the lineup earlier in the season for a little bit. Mark Stone's missed the back half of the season. You start to go into goaltenders. That's been a big Shea Theodore. But they didn't have a second wave like a year ago. No. A big second wave. Although right now. It feels like it. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like it. And, And again, probably worst case scenario in terms of timing. However. But yeah, like it feels like it because of who's not a practice. Yeah. But a much different outlook with the long-term possibility of being unavailable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really, I think kind of the big thing. And you, you hear Bruce Cassidy talk today. And as you mentioned, we'll play it. Um, there's some optimism, I think for some of the players. Yeah. Jack Eichel, Shea Theodore, Zach Whitecloud, not expected in the lineup tomorrow, but I, my read is that come playoff time, 
you, you, you might have at least one or two of those guys back. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but it, it didn't feel... It felt optimistic to me today when in hearing Bruce Cassidy speak about some of the players that are out. So let's set it up. Alex Petrangelo did not practice today. Shea Theodore, not on the ice today. Yep. Zach Whitecloud, unavailable to practice today. Jack Eichel did not skate today. It's a big part of your roster. But Mark Stone mm-hmm. was on the ice in the baby blue non-contact jersey. First mm-hmm. time since January 12th that we've seen Mark Stone practice with his teammates. Huge news at practice at City National Arena. And then three goaltenders were on a practice, and Jonathan Quick did his work on the other rink. So a bunch of moving parts, as we mean Bruce Cassidy with his media availability at City National Arena. Uh, good sign. But, um, you look good. That's This is his next, I guess, phase of return to play, recovery, uh, get integrated with the team. So... Again, I don't know how long that has to be, but uh, step one, we'll see how he responds to it tomorrow. And, uh, just good to have him around. Well, I've always said once he's with the group, right, Len, at least you have hope, you know, when you're kind of on your own or not even skating, it's tough. So, as I said, I don't know um, if we can expect to have him back, but the fact that he's no setbacks again, he's continuing. Mm-hmm. On to the next phase is always, a, like I said, a good time. So, or, I mean, a good sign. And to be around the guys got to be good for him mentally as well. And I think the guys get a boost out of having your captain back, whether it's just having him in the room, participating in drills, whatever it is, it's always good. Jack did not skate, so uh, he won't play tomorrow. Um, Theodore is back skating, but won't play tomorrow. Whitey won't won't play tomorrow either. Um, anybody else? No, it is a maintenance day for him. A lot of work in Dallas the other day. He's getting old, so. Yeah, John went out early. Quick, he went out and did some work on his own. I think that you know, with four goals, you can't. You know, L, we're getting LB to you know ready for tomorrow. So Aiden and Logan split a net. They're you know, trying to get going here a little bit. Hilly got a, uh, two periods under his belt. Henderson, so that was good. No, no setback for him. Um, so that's, again, good news in that regard. Any concern I don't think he's long-term, what I heard yesterday, but uh, I think he's, his appointment is, I think, uh, this afternoon. So once our doctors look at him, um, I saw him this morning. He's, you know, he wasn't doing too bad, so I'm hoping it's very minimal, but it's certainly rule them out for tomorrow, and then we'll see on Thursday and, and then when we start. Got one kind of last home and home to close out the regular season. I guess what's the approach heading Well, we haven't seen them in a long time. Um, playing very good hockey. They're in Arizona tonight, so we'll get a, a look at at least a pre-scout. Um, Fast team that's generating a lot, scoring on a lot of their opportunities. Um, very opportunistic team, finishing well. Different guys in the lineup. Um, they defend pretty well uh, in terms of their analytics. And um, we got our hands full. They're a hard working team. So we've got to be ready to go. Uh, but I think over the last two weeks, we've had a lot of good tests. Every night, it seems like teams are ready to go. So 
Uh, just got to get in the right frame of mind in terms of the opposition, who I haven't seen in a long time. Um, that could get get up to speed in a hurry. <clears throat> We could play them in the playoffs, so it'd be odd, right, to play them twice. You know, I don't know if that's ever happened, and then go right into it. But it could happen. I mean, I think there's a lot of possibilities still left for us. Uh, I, mean, I think outside of Edmonton, there's and a few of the central leaders. I mean, we could be anybody. So, again, I'm looking at more our own game. Let's get our game, keep get, getting our game in order, and then maybe Thursday, if it becomes more realistic, then we'd have to look at, okay, well, how can we use this game to game plan for for game one? Is it just a vanilla game where you don't want to? I, I don't think in hockey you really tip your hand, though, Jeff. You've played 82 times. Right. I think teams know what's coming. Of course, there's a power play set up or something that might change or some face-off plays, but I don't think there's a lot of surprises in um, stylistically or, or structure-wise, those things. It's probably just – I think most of the adjustments are made from game to game. Well, how did you get beat or how did you win? And the other team tries to offset that. And, you know, that becomes a bit of the chess match and maybe line matches. <clears throat> Have you gone down the rabbit hole of all the different possibilities? Uh, we talked about a bit the other day. We just ruled out teams, right? Like Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota. Looks like they're going to be one, two, three. We'll be one or two, so you can't. You know what I mean? We've just stroked some of them off the list. So for us, I think it's Nashville, Calgary. If we finish first, the Wild, you know, we may get that side, Winnipeg. On our side, LA, Seattle. So there's still too many teams to kind of sort of pin start you know sometimes you can start going to work like i think toronto and tampa started going to work on each other in february so they have that advantage um on the other side you know you don't have that so um it would be nice to have a bit of a heads up just for preparation work um behind the scenes stuff you do but at the end of the day i mean there's a lot of years that end up like this where you just you know you get who you get at the last minute and you make sure you're ready Six years ago, yeah, that's interesting. You're right. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have believed it, to be honest. Like, uh, I, I read Eddie Olchek's comments. He doesn't think anybody will ever repeat what Vegas did going to the final in their first year. And that expectations last year for Seattle were probably sky high because of, because of Vegas. So now they're there already in year two. I think it's good for expansion owners, right? They want to get into the game. They don't have to wait that long. I guess if the rules were to stay the same, I think the way they've been able to construct their teams is a big advantage maybe to compared to whatever Nashville back and San Jose though you know what I mean you're getting some real legitimate NHL players and you know with the protection rules I think it's really helped to accelerate that process there's Bruce Cassidy from the City National Arena this morning there's no heads up on this anymore it just ends <laughs> you you just stop the tape well this one because it was I, I didn't have an opportunity to to cut it up and, mm -hmm. and and save it. I have to do some finagling on the board in order to to get it you guys back on without. So you admit it. There's no heads up. Yeah, it yeah. just ends. Yes, it just ended. <laughs> like yes. a minute, two minutes. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some of this on you. You were in the room. You know what the last question was. You know when it ends. You think I'm paying that close of attention <laughs> from something seen, that happened six seen, hours have ago? Have you seen his journal? Come yeah. On, well, he posted it on Instagram. I know. Day. I know. <laughs> That's how my mind works. 
How many new doodles have you added today? Uh, it's been gotta, a lot. That's yeah. that's two full pages. A whole page. Yeah. Oh my god. There we go. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's it's a. Uh, I can walk through the show based on my doodling. See now, my ego is so big that mm-hmm. I was looking through your Instagram post to see if my name was doodled anywhere wow. in your journal. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I will say, so people, (laughs) I have a notebook, and during the course of a show, I will start with a blank page, and I'll usually fill up both halves of of my notebook. Uh, with, with Usually it's about what we're talking about, and I'll write down that subject, and then I'll write little notes about something I'm going to bring up or want to bring up or what we're talking about. Uh, and then it's full by the end of it. Before I posted that on Instagram the other day, mm-hmm. I did a huge, deep search of everything <laughs> that I put on the page. Making sure I didn't have something that was inappropriate yeah. on there that just happened to be doodled. You took a we, leap. I, I made sure mm-hmm. that it was all clean, and mm-hmm. then away we went. I, I do a lot of drawings, and not that I was more worried that something could be taken out of context. Sure, yeah. That's all, because I don't, I, I'm not mean-spirited. No, no. Uh, sometimes I play that part on yeah, the radio, yeah. but I'm not that mean-spirited. But sometimes drawings can look like something <laughs> that sh- they shouldn't look like. No. Like the burnt toast that looks like Jesus or something. Yeah. To that effect. Like, I, I, I don't want something to <laughs> jump out at. The only thing that jumped out at me from your doodles was the repeated nature of the phone number for the radio station. Yes. And yes. the yeah. multiple times you get the phone number wrong. So <laughs> whatever you're doing as far as the doodles go, you might need to pick a different see, situation. Look, you should see today's doodling. Yeah. It's, in, it's in there a couple of times. Yeah. Why why okay. why does it recur, you think? Because when I I worked in Toronto for twenty years. Yeah. And eight seven oh was our number there. Yeah. One, two, three, four. So sometimes if I'm not fully conscious of the fact, yeah. that slips out. Mm-hmm. If you want to phone the Toronto radio station, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, 870-1234. But this is 876. Like, if this was, it's, it's, if this was <laughs> well, 654, <laughs> that would be different. But they both start with 8, and that gets me going uh, on that. Uh, what do you think of Bruce? Uh, one, Petrangelo, just a maintenance day. That's good. Yeah. Doesn't sound bad, bad, bad for Zach Whitecloud pending the tests. That looked bad, bad, bad <laughs> on, on the screen. Yeah. Shea is skating. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about a return. And right. Bruce is very consistent in the uh, formula of if they're not skating with the group, I can't really evaluate it. So, Shea would be a bit of a mystery on mm-hmm. on that front. Zach, well, I would be shocked if he's in the lineup on Thursday. Sure, but opening night, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful mm-hmm. with with that. Could they have all six starting defensemen? I I feel like there's an avenue based on again the the media conference today from from Bruce Cassidy. I, I felt the the nugget of Shea Theodore skating, yeah, not skating yet with the team, but the fact that he's on the ice, I feel like is is important to to note. And, and Bruce did bring it up. The news on Zach Whitecloud not being not feeling like it was going to be longer term, not expecting it to be longer term. That number one is fantastic news based on you know kind of how it appeared in the moment with Zach Whitecloud uh, against the Dallas Stars and, and that injury. So if you could get all six of your defensemen back for game one, 
It would be awesome. I don't know that we're going to get there, but I feel like there's a better chance we get there today than I felt yesterday based on hearing Bruce talk about it. So your top six. We haven't seen Shea Theodore in a while. Mm -hmm. And White Cloud went out with injury, left Mm -hmm. the Dallas game early. Yep. I'm putting it 50, 50%, 50-50. Yeah. Which I think is a is good it's, odds. I think it's better than they were yesterday. Well, I, I just haven't seen Shay. Yeah. And watching the injury occur yeah. and waiting for tests. I'll take 50-50. Yeah, 100%. What about up front? Jack Eichel did not play the other night and will not play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Any uh, I, trepidation there? I don't feel like there is. I can't imagine a scenario where Jack Eichel's not in the lineup game one of the playoffs. You've been waiting your entire career for this, and and I think I'm hoping this is more precautionary, this is more Jack's been playing through something or Jack's been bothered by something. Give him as much rest as he possibly needs so that he's ready to go game one of the playoffs. That's my read on it. I just can't accept in this moment Jack won't be available for game one. I guess we'll know a little bit more on Thursday. Probably. If you're available. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with taking it slow with Jack. It's not like he's a guy that has to... A week isn't going to make a big difference sure, yeah. with that. But seeing Mark Stone out there, and it was non-contact jersey. Mm-hmm. January 12th was when he uh, when he last played. So that was the last time we saw him. He's had surgery since then. Rehab. The uh, return to play skates with Misha Donskov. Uh, behind the scenes, and now back out with his with his teammates. Yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't a full full practice. I wouldn't no. categorize it as as that. Mm-hmm. They did, a, did some some not contact, but uh, and not battle, but competitive drills yeah, yeah. where he was not part of uh, of that stage of practice. Mm-hmm. But boy, there was a spirit in the rink when he came out, wasn't there? Yeah, it was awesome. It, it was a great moment. It really was the. From the fans and their reaction to the team and their reaction, um, it you can tell what it means just to have Mark Stone around. The the energy that he brings, you know, you look at Mark. He he's he's just a fan of the game and he's a fan of this team and 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 he is the the a big reason why there's so much energy and so much emotion inside the Golden Knights locker room. So having him on the ice was fantastic. It'll be interesting to see how it kind of progresses from here, right? Because how many times do we have players come back? They're in a non-contact jersey. And as Bruce kind of mentioned, you, you got to see how things progress. You got to see how they're feeling after going a little bit harder, putting the foot on the gas a little bit more, and then easing off. How does their body respond? I just take it as an absolute great sign that Mark Stone, the person, is able to be on the ice among his teammates regardless of when or when we when or we see him on the ice in a game, um, this was a cool moment. It was awesome to see. To your three months since the procedure. Right yeah. around there. Since we yeah. last saw him. Yeah, more or less. January 12th. And you're, you're hitting the ground when play goes up four notches <laughs> in the Stanley yeah. Cup playoffs. Yeah. So it's like having the preseason – or training camp last year, mm-hmm. and then going in uh, for the season opener, like that was something that we were had a very strong focus on. Yeah, 
this is this is different. Oh, 100 percent. So you have to be you have to make some strides between easing in today and today was a very gentle return mm-hmm. to the group. To if the playoffs open in a week, that's dramatic. Mm-hmm. To, to me, that's a dramatic uh, raising of your involvement. I agree. Uh, there's not a ton of runway, right, between now and then. And I, I would argue there's probably not going to be too many opportunities where you're going to be able to go full bore and see kind of how the body responds from there. So I'm not sitting here suggesting or or really even feeling like at this moment, because Mark Stone got on the ice today with his teammates, that he's a lock to play as early as the first round. But I do think that it's a great aspect to have Mark around the team practicing and pushing closer and closer to that point. And you want to be in. You want to be ready. Yeah. But you also got to be mindful of the recovery and the rest, which yeah. which they are. But today was practice. Tomorrow's a morning skate. Mm-hmm. If everything goes well in response to today's workout, we'd see him tomorrow. Sure. Then you've got a practice on Wednesday, mm-hmm. team flies off to Seattle. Mm-hmm. He makes that trip, doesn't play, but takes the morning skate. Mm-hmm. Or he stays back and does his own. He can do or either or. And then this weekend, like, there's going to be a time where there's going to be a test of his body. Sure. You're not jumping into a Stanley Cup playoff game coming off the surgeries that he's had. And not wanting to test that out. Sure, yeah. In some kind of physical battle drills. Because the first thing anybody's going to do is they're going to bump them. Mm -hmm. Not not maliciously. Right. I don't think there's a lot of maliciousness left in our game, (laughs) to be quite honest. (laughs) More on Thursday nights at uh, 9 o'clock than -hmm. than in a lot of other cases. You're in the middle of it, I'm sure. No, I'm just chirping. (laughs) I'm 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 not that... Physical out there, uh, but but they're, they're uh, not malicious. But there's going to be testing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever they play is going to test him. So I would think that you'll have to get some exposure to that before he returns. And again, if they go on opening night. That's a week tonight. Yeah, and and again, that's why you know you you can be happy about this. You can be happy that Mark Stone's on the ice. And I I say. Let's see how things progress over the next week. It's great that he's out there. And as you mentioned, Darren, you're probably expecting if Mark Stone's getting close, full participant in a heavy practice. And you got to see how his body responds from that. And he's a new dad. That's a great point. He's got that all going on. There's a lot of sleepless nights, I'm sure. Uh, We've got our game ratings coming up in just a little bit. Plus, uh, I'm going to give you some feedback from our conversation with Nick Haig that we had uh, last weekend. And uh, in, in, and I'm not going to say it didn't go well mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. the conversation between Hager and I. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. Mm. But uh, but we've got to make an alteration. I'll give you that story as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Tracking excellence, the Boston Bruins 
set the record for most wins in a National Hockey League season. <clears throat> in a single season, mm-hmm. Boston Bruins, most wins ever. You're welcome. More than Montreal, more than Edmonton, more than Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. more than Detroit, those dynasties, more yep. than the Islanders, ever. You're and welcome. The difference between all of those teams hmm. is those were all superpowers. <laughs> Montreal, 70s. Oilers, Islanders, Penguins, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Dynasties. Yeah. This is not a dynasty. This is a one-off. It's unbelievable what they've done. Out of nowhere, 63 wins. I thought I was the one that had strong opinions about the Boston Bruins. It's it's just absolutely <laughs> incredible. All I can say is you're welcome. I saw it coming. Because you read their original six status. Yeah, 100%. I was so right about the Boston Bruins. You said they wouldn't make the playoffs and they would have their original six status revoked by the end of the year. I know. You're welcome. Uh, Connor McDavid. Sixth guy? Yeah. Get 150 points? Yeah. And two of them did it a bunch of times. Yeah. And the other guy's only once. Yeah. Talking Steve Eisenman. Mm Mm-hmm. Bernie Nichols. Yeah. That was... Steve Eisman only did it once. Right. He's one of the greatest leaders ever. Yeah. I I, I don't believe that this is the only time Connor's going to do it. I just don't. He's so good. I don't know. We'll see. But I'd like to believe that we are in the era of Connor being a perennial 150-plus point player. I don't know what if it happens again <laughs> because of this main fact. Mm. I don't know if Connor's going to want to do it again. Oh, come on. No, no, no. He's got to. Going out and scoring 60 goals uh-huh. and 150 points, that's a mindset. Sure. To go out and do all that. It's a... The goals is where he's made the big jump. Yeah, 100%. the massive jump. Yeah. That is a mindset. I'm going to go out and score a goal every one and a half games. <laughs> and I I don't know whether he, he will want to do that again. Gretzky, Gretzky scored 92 goals. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that again. Wow. Okay. No, no. He I, became a setup I, guy later. I, he didn't, goal scoring didn't be, wasn't his thing after a while. I I agree with you. I agree with the sentiment. But if there's one thing I feel like Connor McDavid is, it's driven to be the very best. And I don't think their power play is going to slow down. I don't know that it's going to be historic, historic like it is this year. But you've still got Leon Drysaddle. You've got everybody a year better and a year older. I think Connor McDavid has the potential to be. In the same breath as Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux in terms of best individual seasons and and getting past that milestone twice. I think he can do it. It just will be whether he wants to do it. Well, if he or, he, or if he focuses on some other part of his game. Well, if he doesn't get 70, there's always next year. No. When you uh, look at playoff potential, the Chicago Blackhawks will not be there. <laughs> But Jonathan Taves will be ending a career with the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. I can say that based on what Jonathan is uttering right now. Mm-hmm. 
He is approaching these final two games as if they will be his last with the Chicago Blackhawks. Is that sad or is that what a wonderful opportunity to finish your career there? I think it's full circle. Um, If he's done, then I think you have kind of a great storyline to be able to go out and play a couple of final games with that crest. And uh, I think that's important to him. So I, yeah, I think it's a full circle moment that, you know, based on what he's done and how much he's won there kind of deserves. Hey, uh, Masterton nominees have just been released. Oh, wow. see that? No, I did not see that. That just somehow popped up here. So this is for uh, perseverance and dedication to sport. Okay. Every team, uh, the, the hockey chapter of writers, I think it's writers, broadcasters, mm-hmm. uh, the Professional Hockey Writers Association nominate uh, a person from every team. And then the Masterton winner is selected from a list of 32. Hmm. And the Vegas Golden Knights nominee is Phil Kessel. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. I Masterton love nominee it. from the Vegas Golden Knights, Phil Kessel, the NHL's Iron Man. Yeah, I'm Appropriate, in. Appropriate, isn't it? 100%. Let's go. Phil brings fun everywhere he goes. I love it. Boy, he was good again the other night. Our other day against uh, Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> I called it a night game a couple of times, too. Yeah, no. You should get fined for that. Which, which <laughs> I say the same thing about myself. Um, don't play the uh, don't play the opening, but uh, what are your, what's your game rating from the Seattle or the uh, Dallas team? Well, they didn't get two points, but they didn't get zero points. They got a point. Yep. They held Dallas to one goal. Yep. So I'll give it a three. <laughs> All right. A lot of facts in there. Yes. <laughs> I try to bring the facts. Didn't get two. Did it get zero? Nope. Somewhere in the middle of that. Something in the oh, middle. Scored one goal. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. if they lost, it would have been a one. If they won, it would have been a yeah. five. The magic number is now three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go four. And uh, Chapman's right. There were facts said. Well done, buddy. Uh, I thought they played well enough to win. Um, certainly hit enough posts. They, they made Jake Ottinger work for that number one star of the game. So um, I didn't have any issues with Golden Knights play. The only demerit is that they didn't come away with, as Chapman rightfully pointed out, two points. Three performances of note. Jonathan Quick mm-hmm. only gives up one goal. Yep. He was good. Paul Cotter. That shootout move mm-hmm. against any other goaltender on the planet. It's a goal. It's in. Yep. There's there's something called step steal, and then there's like big steal. It was like he had the bigger steal on <laughs> that that gives him a higher stance yeah. uh, on the ice. That's what it looked like. I could not believe that by the the smallest margin, mm-hmm. Ottinger stopped that, and it stayed out. Yeah. Because there's uh, some momentum going yeah. uh, with that. And I feel like I was a, ahead of the curve on the Brett Howden. You just can take, you can take emergence. a lot. Just go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I do based on the physical part. Yeah. And now some of the scoring and uh, the effectiveness putting the puck in the net. We've seen that the scoring aspect become a lot more present along with the burr under the, the saddle mm-hmm. side of it, too. Yeah, you marry the physicality and, and with an ability to put the puck in the back of the net, and 
you chip in a goal here and there, it's it's important and it, it means something. And I think you're you're right on the money. You were right. Well done. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the curve there. Once again, yep. leader of the pack. That's why you listen to the show from Fox Sports Las Vegas. Catching up with Chapman's next on the VGK Insider Show. After we give away tickets, 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. It's written down on my page six times, so I know the number. <laughs> Be caller number nine, and we will send you to tomorrow's final regular season home game at T-Mobile Arena with the Vegas Golden Knights host the Seattle Kraken. You'll be there on me. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So my turn to chime in on is winning the division important and who I'd like to see in the first round of the playoffs. I will say yes, winning the division is important for a variety of reasons. I agree totally with the caller who said psychologically it's important because you've basically led from wire to wire. And, yeah, the the aspect of L.A., Edmonton, or Seattle would take one of them would take each other out in the first round. I think that's important, too, because, as you guys mentioned, the path, the path of the easiest path is the one you want. And the without path of least resistance. Yeah, I, I, I was for. I was like stuttering, stumbling over my words. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice. Uh, well, you're not paying attention. The other aspect <laughs> is. That's as I, true a statement yeah, as you've ever said Yeah, I mean, he's, he's doodling the with the backwards hat and the spiky hair sticking oh, it's out. A, it's, yeah. a, it's a vibe right it's now a, it's with Darren look. Millard. You should go studio. on TV with that look, by the way. That'd yeah. be, that'd I know. Wear that with the hoodie? Yes, you, yes. You, you can do I it. saw the hoodie the other night. I know. You can do so anything once. Yes. I, I I like the phrase, you can you can say anything on the radio. Why are you trying to one-up? One what I I'm just, just saying. Said. I'm, I'm agreeing like, with you. I, I think people understood what. Well, I'm, a, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I like that statement. And so I you play the Beastie Boys one time, and he turns into an honorary. I know. Over here. It's ridiculous. Add rock over here. <laughs> and I want to see Nashville in the first round. I think oh, I think it'd be fun. Come on, Vegas, Nashville. They think they're us, Smashville, right? Like that whole nonsense. So if I, if I got to travel, I'll take Nashville. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping my fingers crossed. That would too. be the ultimate. NHL fan experience. You know, a couple yeah. Vegas yeah. Nashville yeah. series. Years ago, we were so close to getting a Vegas Nashville Western Conference final. Mm. And I think Nashville was up three games to two in that series, and they ended up losing to Winnipeg. And the rest is history. Vegas plays Winnipeg, wins the Western Conference in Winnipeg. But Nashville would have been fun, would have been a lot of fun. Just think you wouldn't have had the Shania Twain oh, after, the, the, after concert oh, experience we, we in the still bar, were t- We were talking about that the other day in the presser. I'm about, sure you were. About the drunk coal miner who happened to pop into the bar, and I'm egging her on as she's talking about being a coal miner. Mm. I think that's a total lie. Like a an absolute made-up story. What, that she was a coal miner? Yeah. <laughs> it probably was. I mean, are there coal mines in Manitoba? I assume so. Oh, well, maybe it's not made up then. I just think that that's a country music type thing. Your coal, miner? coal miner's daughter. I I, I don't know. Listen. Can, can you do that again, please? Coal miner's daughter. Uh, Tanya Tucker? Who, I don't know. Who, who, I don't who know. was the coal, coal miner's daughter? Uh, maybe. 
I have no clue. Beyond me at the moment. Yeah. See, that's what I think this person basically gave you a country song <laughs> as a story, well, and no, you're the only person no, that hadn't heard I, of the song I, I, and said, oh, I, I buy this. I, I will say this. I buy it because her fingernails were black. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Were, either. I mean, if you're if you're working with coal, that's a good indication that that. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm going to sell you some oceanfront I, I mean, I property I don't, in Arizona. Maybe, maybe she was, that's what I, I'm going to do. I, I believe you, buddy. I know. I believe. And you. there were other people there who will vouch for and me. And I so. believe in you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I have to go. Bye. Later. <laughs>